Joe. Hannah. Welcome back. Yeah. To another exciting episode of High Points Voices Discovered. We've got some good voices today too. This is. I think these are these are voices that I think are really setting the tone for a lot of what's to come yeah. in future episodes, which is why I was so glad that we had the opportunity to sit down with Rachel Collins, who's the CEO and president. And Julie Sandals Hill. Yeah, at Business High Point. So yeah, so Rachel handles uh, all things. All the things. All the things. Yeah. And Julie is executive director of the Interchange, which is a new initiative at Business High Point. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was when I started at the Congdon Foundation. It was one of my first directives. David Congdon's like, you've got to go talk with Julie. And we want to make sure the Interchange is awesome. Yeah. And Julie's making it awesome. Oh, my gosh. They couldn't have picked a better person to deliver awesome results yeah, for a, an innovation center. You know, we're going to hear from Rachel about the buildings of Congdon Yards, which are incredible. And the story of those buildings and the space is unbelievable. Yeah. But they're buildings. Yeah. What makes that place beat are the people inside it. And that is where Julie, I mean, she's just taken the reins to create yeah. these incredible opportunities uh, for pr professional development and networking and connection and like using that incredible space yeah. to really fuel our community to do incredible things. So, uh, and I think it's interesting to note too that I mean the the chamber business high point it's a nonprofit. I don't think a lot of people know that That's right. that it operates for the sake of the community and fits so well with the yes. Congdon Family Foundation's goal for economic development, revitalization, and sustainability. Yep. You know, looking at business high point's mission statement, I mean, it's to initiate, inspire, and accelerate the kind of change that propels our members to success and our community to prominence. And I mean, even since the opening of the building, Congdon Yards, and even just this year, the factory and, and the additional space, I mean, it has put High Point on the map in a totally new way. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and it's transforming the business community because you can tell from what Rachel and Julie are trying to do, um, they are telling a story about who we are as a community and they're helping our business leaders be able to tell it. And it's a story of makers and creatives and entrepreneurs and people who, no matter what business or what field they're in, have a growth mindset for yep. who they can be and how they can develop and how they can change. And if, like, that's the energy of Kind and Yards. Like, we both work there and you walk into the space and it has a vibe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that vibe is connection and change and energy. And it comes from these two amazing women who have been at the core of making this stuff happen. So. Absolutely. Absolutely excited to get into it. So let's take a listen. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, can we just start with some brief introductions about who you are and how long you've been involved in High Point? Thank you. Thank you for having us. We're excited Thank to be you. here today. Um, my name is Julie Hill, and I am the executive director for one of the newest programs under Business High Point, uh, which is called the Interchange. More to come on that. Awesome. And you've been, you been around been High Point yeah. a long oh, time. I am a native High Pointer. <laughs> um, I was born two blocks from here, from Congdon Yards at High Point Regional. Awesome. Thank you for having us here. I'm Rachel Collins. I'm the president and CEO of Business High Point. And while I'm not a native of High Point, I feel like I've been here longer than, than I was anywhere else. And so I've been with the chamber itself for 15 years um, and was in the High Point community and banking prior to this. 
Well, good. Well, we're here because we're talking about High Point, right? Mm -hmm. That's the, the, the whole point of our podcast is we're trying to highlight the amazing things that are happening here and help people see what's going on. And you all are so vital to the, the kind of heartbeat mm -hmm. of the city. And we know that it takes a strong business community in order to have a strong, wider community. And you all are, are doing that. And so if you can just start by telling us, maybe Rachel, a little bit about the business High Point's role in creating the kind of success of High Point. Like, what, what do you see business High Point's role being? Well, thank you for asking that question. I think, you know, a vibrant business community is what really starts any revitalization in anywhere, any community, you know, large or small. And I think that, you know, High Point has been through just this rebirth is what I like to call it. You know, High Point has been built on, you know, furniture and manufacturing and textiles for so long. And, you know, we had to, as a community, really reinvent ourselves. You know, and that also started at the chamber as well. So we went through a merger back in 2015. We had two business organizations that came together. And because we had a similar mission, um, but we had to get in the same boat. And so that was the High Point Partners and the High Point Chamber. We combined and we made business High Point. And I think that's when we, that was our first step in becoming, you know, the leader in business, the voice of business, the true voice. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we had to dig deep and figure out how we were going to be relevant in this community and how to lead our community with, you know, through our businesses, through the private sector, have them come to the table and have a voice. Mm. And so through that process, you know, we were blessed with amazing visionaries on our board that really saw that if we just stay still, that we were, we were going to die as a community. And so they really took the steps, the bold steps to, you know, put business for first and figure out that private investment is what moves the needle. We couldn't really sit still and rely on, you know, public dollars or, you know, waiting on, you know, legislation to come down that would really and help businesses grow. And so through that amazing visionary, you know, investment, you know, with the Condon Family Foundation, we were able to have and dream this vision for Condon Yards. And that was really, you know, the catalyst of the catalyst. You know, the city took the first step with our stadium. And that was going to be, you know, our, the beginning of, of the rebirth of High Point. And so that's where we were able to really step forward as Business High Point and start working with those visionaries to bring it to fruition. And I think one of the cool things that Business High Point has been able to do is you all have embodied the kind of entrepreneurial spirit that we want in the community. Because mm -hmm. I, I mean, I just remember a couple of years ago, I mean, it was like 2011, I think, when you and I first met, Rachel, mm -hmm. and I was teaching at HPU and had students over there. And like, I felt like we had this really siloed business community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, we had Furniture Market that was doing their thing. We had, yes, we had the restaurants and we had High Point University and we had the hospital. And, people were doing their thing, but there wasn't that kind of coordination and that willingness to kind of work across sectors and think about how like the creatives that in the furniture market could be helping and thinking about our restaurant and social lives of the community. Mm -hmm. And what I feel like I've seen in Business High Point is this like ability to break down these silos and bring absolutely people together. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely. I mean, that is at the heart of who we are. You know, we want to be that conduit between businesses to help them, you know, start, grow, and scale, and even beyond that. 
And so we knew that we had to to really dig deep and figure out that we were stronger together and that we didn't need to hold on to our own mission. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we opened the doors and broke down those barriers to say, you know, come sit at this table, you know, and let's bring these other people from this table because everyone and every business has their value and they have their place. And so it wasn't just calling the businesses to the table. We wanted to help them eat. Mm-hmm. And so that really is, has been my focus as, you know, the, the chamber president is let's get everybody at the table and eating together because mm-hmm. everyone has so much to give and we're stronger together. And mm-hmm. so I think when those, you know, historical barriers have been broken down, I think that's when we saw all this growth really start happening. And I think we're just at the tip of it. I mm-hmm. think that this is the beginning of something amazing and beautiful and high point is on the map and it's not just going to be here locally it's going to be on a national basis mm-hmm. you know we're already getting calls from various cities and i mean they're coming here and saying how did you do it yeah. and it wasn't one person it wasn't one visionary it was us collectively yeah. you know pushing mm-hmm. this city forward and we're just getting started so. yeah what was it like sitting when you're talking about the board and these visionaries like mm-hmm. They took a massive leap of faith absolutely, to invest in what has now become Congdon Yards. Can you give us just a little bit of like the origin story? Like what, right. well, what was happening in the room that made them say, all the chips are on the table, we're all in, like let's Right, let's I will this. tell you, it was, um, I will never forget the day, the, the very first day someone wrote a check. Because, um, you know, the chamber in itself had went through a lot of transition. We had to become relevant. And I think, you know, through the merger, through getting the right people at the table, you know, there's been a lot of people talking and wanting to have big dreams in High Point for so long. You yeah. know, I started in 2008 um, and, you know, it was just a lot of talk, but no action. Mm-hmm. And so we were sitting at the old chamber building in our executive committee room with painted wood walls. You know, it was, <laughs> I called it the dungeon. And, you know, uh, David Condon was our chairman of the board and, you know, he him and Dr. Quibane, they're like, we're tired of talking. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? And so I'll even back up further than that because we had our strategic planning session whenever he became our chairman at Old Dominion. And we sat there and wrote out a five-year plan. And internally, I chuckled because I was like, is this really what we're going to do? I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I even had barriers around my own mind because I was just, you know, thinking about history. Mm -hmm. A lot of talk, no action. Um, but then, you know, when the first person pulled out their personal checkbook and said, no, we're going to do it. I have a picture uh, with the check <laughs> because I was like this. And I knew that day and I was like, this is going to be the day that everything changes. And we knew we had to continue that growth. That was the tipping point for us. And so we sold them the vision of this is what we need in High Point. We historically had not received any state funding for any initiative here in High Point that I was aware of. And we originally got $250,000 from our friend, Representative John Fearkoff. And he mm-hmm. said, I believe in High Point. And that was when we were successful and studious with that public dollars that we received a $1.5 million grant from the state. It was a matching grant because they said, if you can put the money up to match this, we'll give this to you for this co-working, this 10,000 square feet co-working space. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're like, oh my gosh, where are we going to put it? Mm-hmm. You know, and we looked around in High Point and there's all these amazing buildings, but there wasn't a clear place and defined place. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, David Condon and his family foundation, this building, the first building, part of Condon Yards, which was Plant 7, he said, I- I'm going to purchase that. And I was like, what? 
okay, let's, let's do it. And he said, I want the chamber to operate it. And I had zero clue on how to operate a co-working space, but I said, roll up the sleeve, let's figure it out. And, and that grew into, you know, the first building in the part of Condon Yards. Mm -hmm. And so that was 100,000 square feet. And so, you know, the commons itself is about 15, 20,000 square feet. And then we, we went across the nation and we said, you know, how are we, how is this model going to be successful here in High Point? I know when we talked about Congdon Yards probably two or three years ago now, mm -hmm. um, you called out how important it was to have those voices at the table, to have that public sector, that private mm -hmm. sector, that philanthropic sector. Um, and I love how all of those have come together in such a collaborative way. Um, and I kind of see this building as an embodiment of all of those different right. collaborative efforts. You know, could you take a moment just to kind of break down those parts of Congdon Yards, um, the parts of the campus, and kind of the purposes behind those? Because it's, even even though it was kind of that co-working space, I mean, gosh, it's become so more much more. Yeah. So I would love to just kind of hear your breakdown of all of those different spaces. Sure. You know, our first vision was that co-working. So that's our commons. That's the bottom floor that's open to the public. And, you know, we worked with, we created the dream team is what I call them. And so we had, <laughs> you know, architects, we had design team, we had, you know, our philanthropic, and then we had, you know, um, the worker bees. And so that was the chamber. That was us getting nitty gritty, making sure that the numbers were working because not only, you know, the chamber in itself is a nonprofit, but we are a business. And so mm -hmm. we absolutely have to make sure that any business model yeah. is successful. Sure. And so we have the commons that's open for free. We also have on that first floor of Plant Seven, we have the generator, which we can have its own section about. That's its own yeah. story. <laughs> it I mean, is. It's such a um, unique project. It, it absolutely is. But that was part of our, our mission as well. Is really, you know, we have a small scale manufacturing facility mm -hmm. within this campus. That's unheard of, and so we, we can come back to that. But <laughs> um, we also have, like I said before, a dedicated floor to entrepreneurs just getting started, mm -hmm. and I those offices are fully furnished they're below market rate for leases and you know they can walk in and sit down with their computer and just work mm. and so our hope is you know that's an accelerator we want them to outgrow that floor and that whole entire floor of offices was so successful we have had a waiting list of 50 businesses that wanted to get in wow. and so we duplicated that in the second building in the factory mm. and then on the other floors we have key community businesses and partners that are in this building and the first building as well so we have the high point community foundation we have barbara spangle we have our whole well, like i call them our anchor tenant so we have culp yeah. that has their creative design center on the whole top floor and you know i will tell you time and time again you know the right tenants came to this campus yeah and so we really were wanted to curate that you know um just cross-pollination of what needs to happen to make businesses successful. I mean, I think people walk through these buildings now, I think it's hard to picture what especially Plant 7 mm -hmm. looked like before it started. Right. I mean, David Congdon's vision of being able to see the kind of two buildings Absolutely. with like their different floors that didn't align yes. mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, yeah. to see what there is today and to be able to see that it's just like the vision is incredible mm -hmm. and the team that you all put together to actually pull it off right 
um, is remarkable. And the lack of, I feel like there's such a lack of gatekeeping, right? Like the fact that 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 first level, I mean, how many people work in that space and have this beautiful, inspiring space to go to um, and have all of these avenues for getting, you know, advice and resource um, capital, like all of these things that they can just come to this space, have those conversations. Yeah. You don't have to have this big threshold of entry. Right. It's this place where you can you can go into the commons and you may run into a CEO, you probably will, Absolutely. who's gonna offer you free conversation, free advice. I mean, what is that like from your perspective of seeing this journey to say, now we have these incredible anchor tenants, but we also have that person who's running a startup from their iPad or laptop being able to rub shoulders together. Well, that was literally, that's the epitome of the vision. Mm. And um, it, in, in the beginning, it was almost like the field of dreams. Like if we build it, will they come? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that was, that was my analytical brain yeah. of, okay, do we do it? Do we not do it? And how do we, you know, offer it up? But that was the vision is that you would have those CEOs walking through to, you know, our community boardroom, you know, going to a meeting. And then you have those young entrepreneurs that they just want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want advice. They want mentorship. And so you see that happening on a daily basis. And then we have High Point University students or GTCC students that are in there working, studying. And and then you have those, you know, people that have the positions that are already in their career and just to see the opportunities that have come out of this place, mm-hmm. I sit back and I pinch myself and I'm like, we're not in Kansas anymore. You know, yeah. I mean, like we, this has happened and this is High Point. And there's so many people that have actually left High Point and then they came back, didn't have a clue what was happening while they were gone. And they sit there and they're like, is this High Point? Yeah. Yes, this is High Point. This is where we are today. And this is just the beginning. You know, I know, uh, Rachel, we've talked in the past about kind of that idea of drawing critical mass Mm -hmm. to this downtown area. Um, And there's so much development that has happened in the last three years since the opening, really, of Congdon Yards. You know, can you tell us a little bit about some of that qualitative or quantitative impact that this space being open has had even beyond just the campus of Congdon Yards? Absolutely. I will will tell you, you know, that's Manifold. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the quantitative part of it, just on campus alone, we currently have 48 tenants mm. that are here and housed. We have three offices left in our second floor of those office suites. Um, and we, those 48 tenants employ over 360 employees. Oh. I mean, that's amazing. Wow. And that is downtown, feet on the street, that critical mass that we were wanting and desiring and need. Yeah. You know, outside of that, you know, of our tenants, we have held from 2022 to just now, you know, the half of the year of 2023, over 450 meetings that have been held here wow. on campus. You just think of that foot traffic. But, uh, exactly. I mean, people coming in. It's exactly. like, how do you sustain that all of the businesses in the social district? Right that have cropped up in the last few years, these entrepreneurs that have taken a risk on High Point, that's it. It's 350 people working down here every day. It's all those meetings. That's incredible. It is. And, you know, as, and it's a variety of meetings, you know, it's the board meetings. It's the, you know, just of last week we held, you know, a veterans live event where, you know, it was a partnership with the Hero Center and Visit High Point and Business High Point and then the VA. You know, we serviced well over a thousand veterans and helped them get connected with 
the VA and get all of their claims taken care of that they needed and had, you know, a barrier before it was magical Mm -hmm. to really sit Mm -hmm. here and watch. And I mean, emotional at the same time. I love that too. Just the diversity of industry that Mm -hmm. you guys have been intentional to bring into this space because, you know, in the area where our offices are, there's a ton of nonprofits, but there's also, like you said, attorneys, accounting, real estate, design, like all of these different things. And I, I really appreciate it because I get to talk to people that are in industries I would never be part of, but how much value does that bring to all of us to kind of cross pollinate, not just with individuals, but with industry Mm -hmm. that we wouldn't normally have. And I, I think that that just, speaks again to that collaborative spirit that mm-hmm. the chamber has has infused into this space um, where it's not this competitive mindset it's more of that collaborative mindset Absolutely. of pushing mm-hmm. each other forward and, and to that point I will say you know we realized really fast that there was a whole population of minority and women-owned businesses that were not being undergirded by this mm. tide that's rising in High Point. Mm. And so back in 2021, you know, along with uh, City Councilman Cyril Jefferson, you know, dreamed this vision and this idea of we've got to ensure that all businesses have access the same way as every other business. They need to have the same shot. Mm. And so, you know, we created this initiative called Thrive High Point that has absolutely blown away every expectation that we had you know it started in 2021 and already now we're in half of 2023 and they've serviced over 500 businesses and entrepreneurs and that's through coaching and mentorship and you know assistance with writing your business plan i mean just really getting down to the nitty-gritty of you know what is your business how do you help it grow you know let me connect you with these professionals these mentors that have done it before you and then also at the end of the day, we want them to become bankable because we've realized that not all of, the, all of these businesses understand how to run a healthy business. Therefore, they are not bankable yet. Mm-hmm. And so we need to break down that barrier. And how does that look? Because at the end of the day, a business will need capital to scale and to grow. Mm-hmm. And, and so we have opened those, those doors and those, you know, the ability to have for them to have access to the same um, capital resources that every other business has here in High Point. Yeah. It's been wildly successful. You know, right now, Condom Yards is kind of new and shiny. Mm-hmm. So like people want to come and they want to see right. it. And But I think what you're talking about is what endures. Absolutely. Right? I mean, the buildings are going to be here for a long time, but what makes this a vibrant place 20 years from now mm-hmm. is, is the people mm-hmm. and the services that Business High Point's able to offer. I think Thrive High Point's an incredible example of that and i mean when we look at the national data between 2019 to now i think it's somewhere between 40 to 50 percent increase in filings for new business startups mm-hmm. right the pandemic you you started this work on kind and yards before we knew there was going to be a pandemic right right yeah. right but little did I think anybody realized that the way that the pandemic would change the way that people worked. Absolutely. And where they worked and the desire for people to be entrepreneurial, to start their own businesses. I mean, I think when Thrive started, they wanted like 100 businesses in year one. And it was like 350. Yes. Because the hunger was just there. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like we've caught this wave mm-hmm. um, that would have been a good wave mm-hmm. without all the changes in the business industry, but it's a massive wave because of, I mean, people want yeah. their own autonomy to, to right. work. They want their yeah. own businesses. They want the flexibility. Um, 
and like this place is capturing it. And that's where I, I'm going to turn to Julie here now because I think this is the heart of what you're doing right. is, you know, you've got this structure of Congdon Yards, but the interchange is like the blood flow. Mm -hmm. Like it is what is feeding this whole community of people. And I'm, I'm will you just give us a little taste of kind of what sure. you see the interchange doing and its role in this kind of big picture that we've been talking about? Well, the interchange was also a, a vision of leaders uh, for Business High Point, and we, I had the opportunity to step in with Rachel's um, support and really build something. There was no roadmap, but we know that there was a need. Um, there was a need for young leaders, young professionals, for entrepreneurs, for seasoned leaders, um, in, on any scale, really, um, in every business to be educated yeah. and to really grow professionally. So we were able to create this model um, of academies that we would focus mm -hmm. on three different pillars. And these pillars um, really feed the, the ecosystem of High Point for mm -hmm. leadership, entrepreneurship, and an innovation. So um, tell me those pillars again. Leadership, leadership, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, and innovation. And innovation. Right. So the academies have these kind of three focus areas. Three focused areas. That's awesome. And it, it really, we're, we're starting large um, as far as the topics go, because what we realize is that, um, you know, entrepreneurs, they have a business plan and they've got mentoring and coaching through Thrive or through some other outlets, but maybe they don't know how to write a budget. Right. Maybe they don't know how to read a budget um, or use Excel. Maybe they have not done that in their their day to day job before they've started this. So we want to give them the tools yeah. um, to really grow and scale on their own and be very confident yeah. um, that they're they're able to do this. We've also been able to do this through partnerships um, and like Condon Yards and, and really the vision of, of Business High Point we're collaborating um, in every sense of the word with organizations across the triad, um, from the Green, the Guilford Nonprofit Consortium to Goodwill um, Industries with training to SCORE Piedmont um, to GTCC. The, all of these partners are at the table and we're calling them the resource partners. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, because these are organizations that you know, especially like Guilford Nonprofit Consortium, I think about you and I have worked with them for years yeah. in the nonprofit industry. like. They have, you know, six hundred something partners across the county that they're working with. Right. But to, for them to have a physical presence and a place where they can engage high point nonprofits, right? I, I think is part of what makes it really unique is that you're providing this, the structure, the space, the people that that they can use to really build their platform and. And kind of share their expertise. The opportunity, yeah. really. Um, we didn't want to recreate the will, mm -hmm. um, but rather collaborate and grow together yeah. um, and really reach more people. And that's what we're, we're all trying to do together. Um, the, the education piece uh, really is in three different areas, from academy to technical skills or technical mm -hmm. training, um, and then empower hours. So just mm -hmm. kind of... Uh, 
collaborative effort with leaders or, or specific topics that a small group of folks can get together and really understand a topic mm-hmm. or ask those questions yeah. mm-hmm. that are hard. I think that that's huge because, I mean, even what you learn in school, even if you've gone through business school, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have those practical, tactical applications of that. Um, And again, like back to the sustainability piece, it's so much more than just come down to this campus and start a business. Woo! Like, no, we're going to actually teach you the roadmap for this. You know, you said there's no outline of how you created this. There's not really a model to replicate, which is the beautiful thing about innovation, but also I'm sure very could be scary or intimidating. What kind of went into developing the strategic plan and some of those programs? How did you guys select those academies um, and those those pillars? Right, that's a great question. Um, it, it was birthed, I believe, before me, really. <laughs> um, and, and so I took them and ran with it. Um, these visionaries, those were the three pillars that we really needed to focus on in mm-hmm. High Point to help grow the ecosystem right. and really and, and lift up yeah. um, our, our community. So we wanted to provide that education. Yeah, and Hannah, to go a little bit deeper than that, we knew that we had to listen to what our business community needed. Mm. And so, you know, when we were birthing the interchange, which went through many iterations of names, <laughs> we we really, we surveyed our, our members and, yeah. and really were out in the community and said, we talked to employers, we talked to employees and said, what do you need? Mm. And so we really were listening to what they needed. And it was really very clear to us that they needed more training and academies for leadership, innovation, and entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And so that's really where, and again, I'll have to um, give thanks to David Condon himself because this was part of his vision as well Mm -hmm. because it is moving into that sustainability piece of it. And, And so we had to get back to the basics. What did our businesses and what did our community need? And that was the birth of the interchange. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the first things he talked to me about when right. I joined the the Family Foundation was the interchange and the importance of providing those skills um, and and that kind of training. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Julie, you and I both come from HPU, both right. come from the academy. Like doing this sort of work, I think is kind of in your blood. Like it's the thing that you love to do. Um, and we're sitting in one of your classrooms yes. right now, right? Yes. Like you, this third floor of the factory is this incredible space where you both have like the teaching space but also that networking space and what if you say a little bit of, I mean, we've talked some about the technical skills but how do you see the the kind of networking the rubbing of shoulders the collaboration that you see mm-hmm. kind of outside the class happening right with the interchange um i believe that they're going to be natural cohorts um yeah. of people who are coming together during those breaks. But what the other thing that we have been very intentional about with our facilitators and partners is to talk to them about engagement. What we don't want to happen in the academies or the technical skill training is people sitting and listening, Mm -hmm. right, without engagement. Mm -hmm. So we want to encourage that collaboration, that conversation, that, that, the, that fear factor, really, we want people to ask, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. You know, you've, you've, you've swam in these waters before. What is your, what was your life preserver? Mm -hmm. And we want to be able to provide that through the interchange. And it's just the, the building itself lends it 
itself to mentoring and educating and collaboration. Um, and it's it's a gift, really. Yeah. It's a gift. Well, I mean, the technical skills, look, you can hop online and pull up YouTube video. Right? right. If I need to learn how to do a mail merge, which, by the way, you still need to teach me how to yeah. do <laughs> um, You know, like I can get a YouTube video or something for right. that, right? So, you know, the, the question is, what's the differentiator? Why would somebody come mm-hmm. to an interchange program mm-hmm. when, you know, I can just pull up the technical skills online. And this right? this is the answer that kind of gets me giddy and excited is the um, these partnerships, again, deliberate um, with the Guilford Nonprofit Consortium, SCORE Piedmont, um, Goodwill, is that, and also the High Point Public Library. Mm-hmm. They are going to be on campus um, and be available to for one-on-one ask the expert mm-hmm. um, if you are going through an excel intermediate class and you're learning about pivot tables and formulas yeah. and you are sit through your your two-hour class and working on it and that kind of thing you have more questions they're going to be here mm-hmm. yeah they're going to be here to look at yeah. your specific database or your excel spreadsheet and say okay this is how you do it yeah. so it's going to be very um, uh, one-on-one based as well and interactive. We don't want it to be sit through class and then leave and we never see you again. Right. We want these these relationships across the city and across the triad um, to really bloom here. Yeah. Well, I think about like just the relationships I still have with my class of 2011 leadership high point folks, right. right? Best class ever. You know, but you just think about like the relationships you build through something like that. When you're talking about having these cohorts you mm-hmm. go through, you know, you're gearing the academies, the classes to different levels, right? So you've got classes for people who are just starting out. And I can see a group of people going through those classes that are just, you know, launching their business or starting a new product line. And, and they're doing it together. They're in a similar mm-hmm. spot mm-hmm. that five, ten years down the line, they still have a relationship right. to each other. And I like I just think about those enduring relationships that keep people here. We talk mm-hmm. about retaining yeah. professionals mm-hmm. as your businesses mm-hmm. grow. Like I think that's part of what keeps you here is because you're networked. You have relationships. You have the, your go-to people because mm-hmm. somebody in the class always under, understands Excel better than you. And, you, know, you can call them and ask for help. <laughs> and, and that's the beauty. That is really... Um, what we are hoping is going to naturally happen um, through the interchange. And also what I really love about um, how we've set this model up is that we will not repeat a topic or a class for 24 months. Um, Mm -hmm. So all of the the topic and the information is all going to be relevant and it's going to be trending in the business community. So after every technical skill training or after every academy, our participants will be surveyed. And one of the questions is, what are you looking for next? You know, what topic are you interested in? And we're going to find those experts and bring them here. Because if one person is interested in that topic, there's got to be several more, Mm -hmm. right? We've got about a thousand Mm -hmm. um, Hmm. business high point members just you know, within our network and the Guilford Nonprofit Consortium has over 500. And, you know, so mm-hmm. we, we have a great network of people that are just 
dying for more education and they're dying for it locally. Mm-hmm. Um, to that point, yeah, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Jolie, just no, to ahead. jump in is one thing that we learned through COVID is, you know, the the staff development budget line item for a lot Everybody's of employers. Got cut, right? Everybody <laughs> got cut. And so, you know, it might not be that employers mm-hmm. or a business owner can travel to a different city or state to get this caliber of training. And so we wanted to provide it and bring it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's what's so important is, you know, ask the expert you know julie i will tell you has been it's been amazing to watch you create this and put it together i have learned really fast you don't put a box around um, (laughs) and so she has just been she's put this amazing program together and put the legs under it Mm -hmm. and this is just you know the starting point and i'm really excited to see how this helps and grows and spills over into different communities because it will Mm -hmm. i feel like the culture that you all have created at Business High Point is so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's kind of leaking out into all of the different facets and programs. Um, and I'm just, I, I always like to find out, you know, five to 10 years, what do you want people to say about the business community of High Point? Someone who maybe isn't even from the greater High Point area, you know, maybe they're from somewhere else in the state and someone brings up, you know, starting a business in High Point or business in High Point. What do you want them to say about the culture of business here in the city? I will tell you, other than they cannot believe the diversity of the businesses here, mm-hmm. I think that they, I want them to say that High Point is the easiest place to do business. Mm-hmm. And I want them to have every door open that every other business has had and that you don't have to know someone to know someone to get something done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that is, is what, you know, High Point has been built on many, many strong visionaries and families. And I want that same opportunity to be given to anyone that wants to do business in high point and so that it's open it's welcoming and my goodness i can't believe how many diverse businesses are at the table that's that's my goal Mm -hmm. yeah to piggyback on that um i would also add to be supported right um because i think that we have so many small businesses. Um, I believe 85% of our members Absolutely. are actually small businesses for our business wow. what, what qualifies a small business? Um, under 25 employees. Okay. Um, wow. So that that's a large number. Yeah. Um, so they have needs. And I think with all mm-hmm. the programs and initiatives and, and mentorship that we have here in the city, we're lucky um, to, to have support. And we want to put our arms around them so they can do business better. This is this is going back a little bit, but I, I would love to hear actually what like why are small businesses important? Like why is it important for a city to have small business? I think yeah. I you know, I kinda know, but I would love to hear why is it so important that we have that that less than twenty five business model. Right. I believe it it, it supports the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, it it keeps people um, engaged in their community nothing about a big box store, but, um, it also provides opportunity. Um, and, and really it provides a, an opportunity for people to be proud of their community, Mm -hmm. um, to support local and to support their community. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, you know, it's the American dream to Mm -hmm. be able to, you know, start a business, grow your business and be successful and, you know, providing an opportunity for the next generation to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that the small business undergirds everything that we're trying to do here. You know, um, we all, we all need our large businesses 
you know, they help support a community vision. It's the small businesses that helps the business or the community grow. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. what's creating, you know, the opportunities for the next generation to continue. Um, and so it, it is so important, you know, to give everyone the opportunity to help see their vision come to fruition and leave a mark for their family, for themselves and the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know for, for David, like Old Dominion started as a, Mm-hmm. Small family business, mm-hmm. absolutely, and over years grew, right? And so I think a lot of what he's seen, both through interchange and um, through the collaborative working space that became Congdon Yards, is like how do how does the family foundation pay forward that mm-hmm. ability for people to start scale and grow a business? Mm-hmm. And you know, you all are the ones making it happen. Like the building, I think draws people in and it creates an infrastructure that is conducive to that Mm -hmm. but it's really what you all are doing that supports those businesses keeps them coming back i mean i love coming into the commons on a wednesday co-working wednesday Mm -hmm. you've got thrive businesses are out working you've got a couple of homeschoolers that might be over in the corner working with their kids you've got people sitting on their laptops doing business and in the back, you've got a board meeting going on. Lil's is full. Like, just the vibrance of that space, the yes. diversity of the people there, of the businesses, what draws them in. Like, that's what makes it, you know, High Point's living room, right? Absolutely. A place where we all come together. We are on a, a group text kind of internally. And, you know, I'll snap a picture walking in the comments. And I was like, it's happened. It's yeah. happening. It's, it, you know, yeah. this... It's, it's almost like a proud mama moment. Um, <laughs> I cannot believe this really happened. You know, like, let's pinch ourselves. But we we always knew it could. Mm-hmm. I believed in High Point. You know, we are so invested. We are so special. Mm-hmm. And we have just a special heritage of just, you know, believing in something and see it come to fruition. Yeah. And so I'll be honest, it, it, it beats my wildest dream. I didn't realize we would be this successful so fast. You know, um, I'm definitely a numbers person and a budget person. And so, you know, I had projected out that we would be the successful probably on year three. You know, we're just starting year two and, of you know, of business. And we have already blown that out of the water. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, you know, the dollar amount, but then, you know, with the community draw, which you can't put a dollar amount on. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we are so eclectic, you know, on this in on this campus of, of who is here you know we have tagged you know theater arts gallery that's holding camps we have um earl's landing which is you know that high-end specialty cocktail lounge oh, bar. Yeah. and then we also have you know plans for a, another restaurant so we've done really well with like the business entrepreneur spirit but now we're adding in kind of that nightlife mm-hmm. um, atmosphere as well because we know that we want this campus to be activated 365 days a year, morning and night. And so it's just the excitement and everyone's trying to figure out where their piece is. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just amazing to see happen and to unfold. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. It's been so fun having you all. This has been great. Thank Thank you so much. Thanks for being good sports. I know. You're our neighbor, so we get to see you all the time as we're walking around the second floor here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, ladies. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. Oh my gosh, that is such a great story from those two about just everything that is happening at Condon Yards and with our business community. Um, And I love, 
I mean, there's just so much going on in High Point now. Yeah. Oh my. And like gosh, that's yeah. that's my big takeaway for mm-hmm. people is like, come and see the things that are happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, my my family, uh, we went out to City Lake to the new pool, mm-hmm. and it was incredible. Mm-hmm. We hadn't like I know it's been open uh, the whole past summer, but we got out yeah. to see it. And we spent like five hours out there and it was incredible. Like High Point just has all of these amazing assets that, you know, sometimes they're tucked away. They're hidden. People don't realize them. I mean, to that point, I mean, Rachel and Julie both shared it. But I mean, come to the commons. I was I was at Lil's uh, and had a friend in town from Durham and she was like, how much does it cost to work here? And I was like, it's free. It's yeah. for the community. That's right. And she she ended up actually pulling out her phone, FaceTiming her boyfriend and being like, look at this, because she was thinking it was like a WeWork kind of situation. You have to pay. Yeah. And I was like, girl, no. Like, come <laughs> come, come on a regular day. Come from Raleigh or Durham and come work here. And she was like, I might. Like, I might. And I think that that's such a testament to that space. Yeah. Come. Come get my My I mean, favorite. What's your, what's your drink at Lil's? Do you have a – you don't know. You're not a coffee guy. I'm a coffee guy. Okay, yeah. forget that. Forget you all. Make my own tea. You know? I I'll advocate for the iced honeybee <laughs> latte. Oh my gosh, so good. Mallory does like an amazing job. So yeah, come get a cup of coffee. I mean, that's an easy an easy next step for anyone listening. Come get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Come bring your laptop. Students, come come do some work. Yeah, in the I mean, lobby. it's incredible who you'll see in oh, the yeah. comments. You'll oh have you know a group of teenagers doing a Bible study in one corner. You've got you know mom with kids that are being homeschooled and another you've got uh, business people having meetings and working you've got, you've got ceos co- like if culp walking down the steps to <laughs> right have a meeting. it's I mean- like everybody's coming in doing doing life and what's incredible to me is how forward thinking it was mm-hmm. because this was all planned pre-pandemic yeah and then the pandemic the pandemic came and just completely reoriented how we think about work and now people want flexible work and they want hybrid work and we we have this resource ready. It's not like it's going to take us three to five years to adjust and figure. Like it's there. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. just serving in an incredible resource in our community. Yeah. And I mean, link in our show notes. Check out all of the things that the interchange is offering. I mean, even if uh, even if you're not a business owner, there's probably a lot of things there that you can benefit from. Classes. Hey, we can that all are use incredible. another class in Excel, right? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> good grief! I feel like I'm still trying to figure out pivot tables. I never, <laughs> I never figured it out. So yeah, uh, check out the interchange classes um, and find a way to get involved in the growth mindset that High Point has right now. Yeah, and then stay tuned to our podcast. Stay tuned in. Keep following along. Thank you so much, Joe, for being here. Thank you to Rachel Collins and julie hill for being part of this episode and thank you as always to our uh, incredible production team at captivate media keep following along to hear more of high points voices discovered 